Welcome to Destinations by Design. Prepare to dive into the biggest events, weddings, and design feats here in Las Vegas and beyond. Here's your host, Zachary Green. On this episode of Destinations by Design, we're talking about casino and hotel partnerships. Being in the entertainment capital of the world comes with a lot of perks, and one of those are partnerships with big name resorts and casinos. So how do they work, and what exactly do they entail? We're talking about that and more on Destinations by Design. And joining us today, we have Kelly Valadon, who is the Vice President of Sales at Destinations by Design. Kelly, welcome. Thank you. We also have Priscilla Nakane, the Director of Sales at Destinations by Design. Welcome, Priscilla. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. And finally, we have a unfamiliar face to the podcast. All of you are unfamiliar, which is really exciting. We have Raul Daniels, who is the VP of Catering and Event Sales at Palms Casino Resort. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Guys, it is so exciting to have you all on the podcast. I have been wanting to do a sales slash casino episode for a while. So this makes me very happy. Oh, good. <laughs> I know. We're happy like, you're happy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a really great idea to maybe start for our listeners and our viewers to share a little bit more about yourself. So I want to start with you, Kelly. What is it that you do here as the vice president of sales? My role is multifaceted, but essentially I'm here to drive the sales of the company and to grow and build the team and overall revenue generation for Destinations by Design. So um, we've been in business for 32 years and in a city that was built on a handshake, the reputation is, is one of the most important things. So it's my main role to maintain that and to grow that throughout the city and our partnerships and our relationships. I'm so curious, how did you get into the live event space? Oh gosh, I have a terrible story that I had, <laughs> I had no direction in this whatsoever. I'll try to, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> I went to college to be an attorney and a couple years in, I know my dear I, friend I over no here idea. is laughing. <laughs> yes, you've heard the story before. I went to school to be an attorney and a couple years in, I was interning in a law firm and I just didn't find any joy in it. It wasn't, I didn't find the passion. And I was in a sorority, no judgment here. I was in a sorority <laughs> in um, Washington state. And so I had a leadership opportunity there. And one of the roles was director of chapter events, which basically means you plan events for sorority girls. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I enjoyed it. And I thought, well, if I can do that, I can do this in real life. And so long story short, I came back to Vegas, my, my roots and applied at Wolfgang Puck. And in the middle of my interview at Wolfgang Puck, I said, I don't really want to do this. I don't want catering, which isn't a stellar interview to begin with. And she sent my resume over to DBD and they were looking for an assistant. And I started a few weeks later and then never looked back. So in theory, I should have stayed here and gotten my hospitality degree and charted that path. But I just took a very indirect route to get here. And so... Wow. How did you end up in sales? Also by default, I wanted to get into operations and DVD didn't have an operational role available at the time. 
So everything is kind of self-taught. I don't have any sales background. Yeah, she's our number one seller. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a secret here. No, I think, you know, I think there's a, there's a, um, there's a phrase, you know, you like can't teach, get it. You either get it or you don't. And so I think people in sales, they innately have this ability to build relationships with people. And sales is all about trust and establishing relationships with people and, and working with people that you want to work with. So at the end of the day, while there's a contract in place and it's a business relationship, there's also a partnership that's established. So Yeah, it's cool. And we're going to be talking a little bit about trust as well. And it's been a really big theme as mm-hmm. we've been talking about partnerships. Sure. Um, throughout the season. Priscilla, you're the director of sales. Talk a bit about your day-to-day. What is it that you're doing? (laughs) Kelly's laughing. I'm also the new director of sales. So that's my, uh, let me lead with that. But yeah, I've been here over a couple months now. And on a day-to-day, I'm actually here to support our VP of sales with regards to our sales team in doing trainings with them, keeping up on the programs that they're working on, and making sure that we are fully staffed and our engine is running on, you know, all cylinders. Um, In addition to that, I help with the small marketing tasks that we have with regards to our social media, that kind of stuff. And just really basically being here to support our sales team, coming from the perspective of probably being one of the senior in age from everyone in the company, I really get to tap into a mentorship type role and really make myself available. And I enjoy it. Um, and Raul, I'm just going to have you jump in here sure. now because you're already a part of this conversation mm-hmm. as I'm learning. Uh, talk a little bit about your role at Palms Casino and Resort. Sure. So I'm the vice president of catering and event sales. So the Palms is very unique in Las Vegas because uh, most catering departments in town, they focus on servicing, right? So it's your servicing groups that are sold by the hotel sales team. At the Palms, because we have such limited convention space, we really thrive on generating revenue from groups that are not staying at the hotel. So we are very much a sales team rather than a service team. We're, we're both, obviously, but uh, my main role is to drive revenue to the hotel from groups that are not staying on the hotel. So they, we, we could be welcoming, like last week, we did an event with Destinations by Design for a client that was staying at another large resort. You know, for the Palms, we have 780 rooms for Vegas standards that's really unique, that's really boutique style. So these other large groups that are staying at you know larger properties in town, they want to get off property one night and host an opening night or a closing night reception or a gala dinner. And we've become the hotel where they get off property one time during their conference. So I'm really excited to talk about the partnership that you guys have with DBD. Before we look outward, I want to talk briefly inward. I want to know the partnership that you two have together because you are assisting and you are helping to bring these events to life. Talk about how you guys partner to do what you do. Well, I think in any true leadership, especially when you have, as Priscilla referenced, a mentorship over a fairly relatively green team, it's vital to the success that her and I are in sync. So our goal is that one can fill the other's shoes whenever is necessary. And um, the partnership is really supporting each other 
for the direction of the team. So whether that means decisions on behalf of what's best for our client, decisions on behalf of what's best for our team members, the partnership that we share is to make sure that there's mutual respect there and that there's a partnership in the sense of we can support each other's decisions and come to a mutual agreement there. Since starting here, has it been difficult to kind of fit your foot in the shoe, like, and to take up that role? Or No, not at all. I mean, I feel like I hit the ground running, and um, Kelly was instrumental in me actually coming to join DVD just because in our interview, I felt that we hit it off and we were, like, on the same page. So there's, like, an unspoken element of being in tune and we really provide a uniformed front. So a lot of times, don't get us wrong, we might be lighthearted in this conversation, but both of us respectively have a ton of on our plates that we have our hands in and that we're responsible for and that we oversee. So there's not always time in the day to really connect for her and I, but through our ESPN. (laughs) Um, Again, we are just, we're just in sync and we just, you know, I don't know. It's just, we got lucky that way, but it has not been difficult because just across the board as a team, everyone within DBD truly works as a team. That's what we strive for. And as far as Kelly and I, it's great because it was like that from the get go. And that's one of the reasons why I actually took the position was because knowing that I would be supporting Kelly in her department, I wanted an environment like that where it nurtured teamwork and it nurtured the mentorship and it nurtured being able to step outside the box to get things done for our clients, but also to take care of our team members. Mm, I love that. That was very well said. What is it that you're selling? What what are all the different facets of what you're selling? I feel like there's so much is done here. I kind of want to know. Like, is it? I mean, I I was thinking about this. Like, is it something where it's just like a big package? Is it like individual? Like, we're gonna In give a you nutshell, flowers. It's and- whatever our client dreams up and what their vision is we can deliver. So that's almost part of our, you know, our tagline and our motto is you dream, we design and we deliver. So respectively speaking, everything from the event production and how, you know, their corporate events will look, the agendas that will be created for the activities within that. And then our, of course, DMC is a huge part of DVD and how we got started also. So we have that whole section. Um, So anything regarding event production, event management, DMC, it's a lot. And we do designing all in-house, which is really cool. And just in case you don't know what DMC is, that's destination management. That includes your transportation. That includes the venues. That's, it's everything. (laughs) Yeah, our motto has always been to be a true extension of the hotels and properties here in Las Vegas. And how the the company was founded and how we've grown as a company is to truly be a one-stop shop. So when you ask what we do, I really would ask the question of what do we not do? Because we're so multifaceted that there's a lot that we, we won't say no to. So for example, we'll have sometimes 50 of our closest friends for an intimate weekend getaway for an incentive program, or we could have 20,000 guests that we handle everything from the time they arrive to the time they depart, less what the hotel is supporting with. So we truly come in, you know, as we're talking about partnership today, we truly try to come in to our clients as a partner to help 
close the gap in any needs, any needs that they may have while they're here. So it could be something as simple as general session entertainment and transfers to and from the airport. It could be this amazing final night offsite evening for this group that we did last week that we didn't truly handle the majority of the components otherwise, but this was their, the send off that needed to be impactful. So well, one of the greatest things about at DVD is we do not do the same thing two days in a row or two days really ever. So it's a lot of fun. It's challenging, but um, it really gives us the autonomy to kind of be very creative in our role. It's funny. People ask me like, why why have you been at the Palms for 18 years? Mm -hmm. Like every day is different. What we do is different every single day. And so you wake up and not not Mm -hmm. two days, not two groups, not two people, not two clients, not two partnerships are the same. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a chameleon and, and adapt to whatever mm-hmm. is happening. So, And I think it gives a nice blend to the people who are a little bit of both right brain and left brain. You know, there's a few of us unicorns out there, but it allows us to have full creativity with still full control. And so you're giving people who like to be in control all the time, but also that creative engine to execute that. And those, you know, I call them the unicorns. There's not a lot of us out there that like to thrive I'm in both areas. but. Yeah, what? For sure. I said, I'm laughing because you just described as but perfectly it's, it's right. It's true. I mean, think about it. There's no, there's no true delineation between one side or the other for, for people in this industry. And especially, you know, DVD, your team members, they like to have the control over the overall execution, but they want full creativity as well to be able to design something that's one of a kind that people walk away with. And it's impactful They they walk away with, with a good feeling inside. So let's talk about your relationship with DBD, with Kelly, with now <laughs> Priscilla. Mm. Has this been a relationship that was established before you were at the Palms? Was it something yeah. that has grown since you've been there? Exponentially. So yeah, it has started. At, they had the relationship with the Palms before I started at the Palms. So we've been open for 22 years. And I think that DBD Palms relationship was there from the beginning. I think when I speak about Kelly and myself, we've been able to grow it exponentially over the years because there's a lot of trust there. Like when you're a hotelier and you're trying to accommodate so many leads, so many groups that come in and kind of juggling, you know, I like to say that you're playing Tetris a lot because you're trying to place the right group in the right space that maximizes the revenue for the resort. And what I appreciate, I think with Kelly and I, why we work so well is because there's a mutual respect and trust for time. Time is very valuable in our industry. You know, we want to have a sense of balance a sense of uh, being able to go home at a decent time. And so what I appreciate the most is when they call and say, hey, here's what I have. My client A wants to do this and here's what the budget is. And then that way I don't have to sit back and you know submit 10 proposals to Destinations by Design, hoping that one of them is the menu, the bar package and within their budget, right? They just come to me and say, here's the client, here's the budget, where can you fit it? and what type of experience can we provide them. And so that saves all of us a lot of time. The word coming to my mind is simplicity. Yeah. And that's kind of what it sounds like Kelly's providing to mm-hmm. you. There's, it takes the guessing game out of it. And it also, she's not wasting her time proposing maybe a venue or a resort or a menu that may not fit the client's budget. And I'm also not spinning my wheels on the back end working with, because you know I have a team of chefs and operations people and venue managers, nightclub managers and pool managers that I also represent. And so I'm not spinning the wheels with them trying to come up with the right, what we think might be the right menu or the right bar package for this group. 
when we know exactly what the expectations are and what the budget is. I want to go back to this idea of trust that you mentioned, mm -hmm. and I want to know when it came with you and DBD, mm -hmm. and I guess more specifically your work that you've been doing with Kelly and creating this elevated experience mm -hmm. and relationship, was it something that happened after one event? Was it after <laughs> multiple events of like, no, she's dependable? I, I pride myself on being very honest, um, yeah. but I'm very straight and to the point. And so I think one of the things that uh, resonated with our, rela our professional relationship was there was no sugarcoating. What you saw is what you get. And I was very transparent with Raul and his team from the get-go. Here's what we have, here's what we can do. Can you make it work or can you not? It's all about business. But then at the end of the day, having that transparency of, we're coming to you because we trust you and we're putting our name on this and this is our name and our reputation and our clients are trusting in us and therefore we want to trust in you. And we understand that certain things happen, mistakes happen, you know, things happen on site. That is part of our business. But knowing that we're going to weather the storm together, there's that trust alignment there and it's built over time, establishes that partnership for the long term. So no, it didn't happen overnight. And we yeah. definitely had a couple of hiccups over the time, but it also had to do with the recovery. It also had to do with the transparency, the ownership. We all make mistakes. We all go through hurdles in this industry. It would be impossible not to, but it's all about how you recover and you come out of it. And then you learn from that so that you can execute and educate moving forward. Since you all work in the sales space, I'm curious about your relationships with other departments because in sales, I mean, I'm not currently working in sales, but I feel like when it comes to a client, you want to say yes, like, mm -hmm. yes, we can do this. Yes. We're going to have that. Mm -hmm. Yes. We'll, but then other departments, I, mm -hmm. I dream and, and, and then you turn it over to your ops team. I think uh, that is a little bit of an old school mentality. I do think that in the past handful of years that has changed significantly how? because there's more transparency with clients. So yes, we're more inclined to say, yes, but it's more like yes and. Correct. So yes, but we need to do this or yes and we need to put these plans into place or we can't do this. However, here is the alternative. And I think, that, you know, there's layers to this by responding that way. You're being transparent with the client. Therefore, you're building trust. And then the partnership is established because they trust you in your transparency with the information instead of sugarcoating things or selling them the dream. And then they get on site and realize it's the nightmare. You also like, you know, I can't speak specifically for Raul and his operational teams, but I'm going to take a guess here that he works succinctly just like ours do and that we work as one fluid team. So it's not one team against the other and hoping for the best. So if I don't set my operational team up for success, then why would that client return back to me to come back in future years and partner with DBD? So it's multifaceted in the sense that I can sell them all that I want, but if we can't operate it effectively, mm -hmm. then it's moot at that point. Right. Well, for, for us, it's, you know, having that constant communication on the sales and, and operation side to, to ensure that the sales team understands what it takes to operate, or at least, you know, you're not in operations, so you don't have to know the nuts and bolts of every single detail, but at least you have a, a general knowledge of like what the capacity is, what the fire marshal is going to say, what the health department's going to say, you know, what are the legalities around all of these events? So you have a general understanding. And if you don't, you know, having that open communication with your operations team where they can be supportive of you, because at the end of the day, you know, 
on my property, there's a very clear understanding that without the revenue, there is no operations team, you know, and they have a very clear understanding that, you know, we need to jump hoops to say yes, but there are going to be some situations where we have to say let us offer you this other option because our operations team feels that it might be a better way to execute. And at the end of the day, you know, what you want to do, like Kelly said, is, is make sure that when they get on property, they understand the event, they understand how it's going to flow, and they have an expectation of what this property in this venue can deliver. So that's super important for us. To, you know, we have BEO meetings every single day where we go over one, two weeks in advance of here's what's coming down the pipeline. Does anybody see any red flags? Does anybody see any staffing issues? Does anybody see any, especially right now with COVID and, and supply issues? Does anybody see any shortages? Did we sell steak and maybe steaks on an option because we can't get our hands on it? Or mm -hmm. as, asparagus was a big deal two weeks ago mm -hmm. where they're like, literally, the town is out of asparagus. <laughs> but the sales team has sold multiple <laughs> venues with asparagus on it. So, you know, we have these meetings, these open line of communication with chefs like red flags, no asparagus, no possible way, you know. So it's just that's one small example of like just making sure that you have that open line of communication. I'd love for each of you to maybe think about and share how you handle a situation that comes up with a partner, like the asparagus shortage. Mm -hmm. How how does that, like, is it communication over never time? Lie. Trusting? Yeah. Never, never lie. Never lie. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest, the, never lie to your partners, to your clients, to your vendors. You're going to be better off, no matter how bad the truth is, share the truth because you're going to get caught in the lie and then it's going to be 10 times worse. So, again, the asparagus may not be the best example, but, uh, you know, some things happen and we can think of many clients that we've had that some operational issues have happened and I come to Kelly or to her operations team on site and I just tell them the truth of what's happening. We had a shortage of staff or the fish we were expecting didn't arrive or the Tesla coils broke. The Tesla coils broke this morning or, you know, the ovens are overheating and the fire marshal is yelling at us because there's smoke in the kitchen. We can't keep up with these guys' quantity of steaks. So what, what happens <laughs> at that point? Is it something where you go back to? We go into... Recovery mode. Recovery yeah. mode, crisis management. I think, again, it's one That's of those things where... That's trust comes in, though, too. Like, mm -hmm. I understand she's going to have my... Like, I... She expects me to tell her the truth so that together we can come up with the, the right solution to, to give to the client. There has to be a certain level of understanding. I try to set the baseline for my clients in the sense of, A... Nobody that's attending that event is going to know what was supposed to happen that evening except for you and the planning team. Mm -hmm. So if something changes or, or there's an adjustment throughout the evening, nobody's going to be aware of that. Nobody knows the months that went into planning, the details, exactly what was supposed to be served, etc. So if we have to make a change like asparagus moves to broccoli or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. nobody's going to be aware of that except for the six people on the planning team and whoever made that decision. Same thing for if we have to make an adjustment with an oven. And I think that when there's a trust established and you also are working with a partner that you do trust, you also know that they're going to come up with a viable solution. So if said vegetable isn't available, they're going to come up with an alternative that's better. And if the client is that upset about asparagus, most likely it'll come with a cost concession because that is the right thing to do by our industry. At the root of, of what we do, we are in the service industry. We are here to service clients. And so 
making sure that we're doing right by them and we're a unified group. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We've had plenty of hiccups. We've had motor coaches that plenty you know, of su- way more successes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but in our industry, the, the reality yeah. is, is like you can't control a motor coach that all of a sudden breaks down. There, you have no idea how to predict when the you know it gets overheated or you know maybe gets a flat tire, and you have to go into crisis management mode of how are we going to make this better sometimes it means sending another vehicle and it gets there within 10 minutes sometimes that means a vehicle is not available for an hour so you need to you know get a bunch of ubers and get people in their vehicles whatever that may be there's sometimes things out of our control but it's all about how we manage the uncontrollable one of the most memorable experiences that i that i have as a guest at a hotel is how they recover and so I always have to remember that, like, yes, we're going to make a mistake. Mistakes are going to happen, but it's all in the recovery and letting the client, the partner, the vendor know that you're exhausting all options on the table. You have come up with three other alternatives that you can provide and they understand that, you know, and you care, you know, that you're not just like, eh, you know, this went wrong. Sorry. And you're walking away. Go talk to your client. Good luck. You know, they understand that you really are coming to them as a last resort. You've exhausted every single possibility. And here are three other options that we can explore on how to how to keep this moving. Because like Kelly said, no one's going to ever know as long as you provide options. And as long as at the end of the day, the guest, the attendees leave with a smile on their face and they remember how much fun they had at the event. Not exactly what they ate or that one entertainer that the costume was wrong or the Mm -hmm. one LED light that went out in the middle of the event. No one remembers that. They just remember (laughs) how much fun they had. What about your thoughts, Priscilla, in terms of when something goes wrong, the best way to sustain and recover from that relationship? It's going to actually echo what both Kelly and Raul said. I mean, I'm really big on just addressing the issue head on, being honest and transparent. So if that means picking up the phone and having a conversation with the client, most recently we've had several occasions where I pulled the sales managers into my office and together we've called the client and let them know, you know, there's a couple of changes with the program, but it's always being direct and honest just as much as it is in the delivery because they have to get a sense of your empathy that you feel what they're feeling that you're just not picking up the phone to deliver the message in a heartless way or in a way where you know they don't feel that you care what their situation is so you have to put yourself in their shoes and you have to want to make it right and then always follow up after the event takes place to check on them get a reading on where they are on the scale of you know how they feel it went Mm. and do your due diligence and that's all you can do Mm. i want to know how do you communicate trust in the cell setting especially when it's a setting where a lot of people feel like, oh, it's a sales guy or, oh, it's a sales lady. They're always trying to get me to spend more. Do What are your thoughts to, especially in the live event space, communicating that trust and that, no, it's not a gotcha. I always like to tell people that it's my sales team. You know, there are some venues and some properties in town that you want this TV turned on. It's X. You want this microphone turned on. It's X. You want to use this LED screen. It's this much. You want me to do, you know, everything has a price. And I think the return on that relationship is going to far exceed that extra thousand dollars you may have generated by some hidden AV fees. The relationship is going to return you so much more if you are just fair 
honest and don't nickel and dime people. People feel that you like when you go to a used car, like a car dealership, I can tell immediately when I'm being taken advantage of or when they're trying to sell me something that I don't that I don't want or I don't need and it's not going to enhance. And the experience that I always say to people is, you know, Tesla, for example, that's why I'm a Tesla owner, because when I went in to buy a Tesla, he ran me through 80 different options and he's like, tell me about your driving habits. How, about, how far away do you live from work? How far away do you and your husband travel? Like how many road trips do you guys take? And then based on that, it was like this, 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 you need these five, six things. And immediately I was like, where do I sign? because I knew that he had my best interest in mind. It was the consultant sales approach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You take the time to learn about your client, learn about the group. What is the objective? Like, what are you trying to achieve by hosting this live event, this cocktail reception? What is the end goal? Are these your customers? Are these your employees? What is the feeling? What, what are you trying to, what are the top three things you're trying to achieve by this one live event? And it could be, we're entertaining clients. We want to get the brand out and there's a component of networking for our sales team. Great. Okay. So then this is what you, what I would recommend based on those goals and getting the time to learn that about them, the client and the attendees and what's important and then building a package around that. Whereas like, Hey, here have lobster and New York steaks and caviar and like the ultra premium bar. Well, you know, you may not need that. At least over the past handful of years, like, there's a level of authenticity and relatability mm -hmm. that comes hand in hand with everything you just said. So Back in the day, it would, might be more of a hard sell and presentation, and you might have been perceived as more of a salesman. But you know, over time, especially in our industry, because the hours blend and the days blend and people are working late nights and early days and weekends, there has to be kind of that inherent relatability and, and authenticity to both partners so that sometimes you can call them and say, oh, I'm having a Monday on a Wednesday. And there's that moment where it's like, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> or do we need to be on camera for this Zoom call? Or can I eat my lunch? Cause you're, you're my 12 o'clock, whatever that may be. But I think that also innately builds the partnership and the relationship without having to do a hard sale per se. So that there is that that trust established. So you're not necessarily getting up there saying, oh, buy from me. This is what you want. At the end of the day, some of our services are offered across multiple companies, but people buy from people. They buy from, mm -hmm. they buy from who they trust and who they build a relationship with. And yeah. so by being your authentic self, people can really feel that. Yeah. And it's also, you know, letting your partners and your vendors and your properties know that you have their best interests in mind as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Kelly is going to call me and say, hey, here, <laughs> here's a really, like, I, this client has a very limited budget. Here's what I need from you. Great. I'm going to take that hit and discount the menu by 10, 15, 20%, whatever's needed, because I also know when Kelly has the client that has the bigger budget, she's also going to send that to me or at least give me a shot at winning that business. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's reciprocal. Mm -hmm. Priscilla? Actually, these, again, these two are stealing all my words in my thunder. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here thinking it, but it's coming out of their mouths. But no, essentially, to what Kelly was saying, I honestly think that our industry has moved from the hard sale of years past to that more of a consultive sales approach. And personally, I've always been the consultant type sales. I could never do the hard cars, used car salesman approach. That's just not me. I really want our team to go out and listen to our clients, and they do. And Destinations by Design pretty much frames the client as they're the hero and they're the ones that have 
a problem to be solved, we're here to provide the solution in whatever way that best fits their needs, right? So again, we don't run around here. And I think maybe that's what sets us apart um, from a lot of the other companies because there isn't that cutthroat money, 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 bottom line, bottom line. It literally is for each program how we're servicing that client, how we're going above and beyond to give them what they want to make their event and their vision come to life. And that's us providing a solution to the needs that they have. And just, you know, moving throughout, whether it's a client or in life, follow that path and you can't go wrong. Sales are essential to the live events world. And you have to ask yourself, are these my customers or are these my partners? And taking the time to show empathy, that you care and providing solutions so that way they can be the hero. I want to thank Kelly Valadon, the Vice President of Sales at Destinations by Design for being on with us. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. I want to thank Priscilla Nakane, the Director of Sales at Destinations by Design. And I also want to thank Raul Daniels, who is the VP of Catering and Event Sales at Palms Casino and Resort. Thank you so much for making the time and for sharing your expertise with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Thank Zach. You. Thank you for making us feel welcomed and comfortable. Of course. <laughs> this is Destinations by Design. <laughs>